0: Hello, gorehors and fellow deadites, and welcome to Our Life in Horror. We are a horror movie podcast with the gore-filled side of news, physical media, and everything spooky. My name is Brendan, a horror addict since birth, and with me always is my horror queen, Sam, who is not on this week. She is out shopping with her family for Christmas. And we both, we do have uh, Mickey and Rob.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: Hello. <laughs>
1: shopping for Christmas, it seems awful early for that.
0: It's their girls' uh, shopping uh, trip they do every year.
1: Yeah, that sounds expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I don't check the bank account until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, just let me plug our accounts here because I always mess this up. Um, we are Arleigh and You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, we have a Patreon where we do uh, after hour pods and the occasional bonus episode. We also have a Discord where all of our patreon members can chat about the movies they've been watching and everything like that so we have uh, a special thanks to sean miki rob bo and aj and we have an email at our life and horror at hotmail.com if you want to get a hold of us that way um miki and rob do you guys want to plug your accounts sure
2: me first i'm at cheesy Mickey on twitter with eyes instead of words
1: okay and uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Radio Rob
0: one, two, three. All right. And Rob, you also host a podcast.
1: Uh, I have two podcasts. Um, one that is all about horror movies called Slasher Radio. And the other one that is all about Nicolas Cage movies called the Nick F and Woo Cage cast.
0: What? <laughs> I haven't <would> <laughs> heard about this podcast.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we, we are going through all of Nicolas Cage's movies in chronological order. Okay. Uh, we have made it up to, I believe, 1994's guarding tests, which is going to be our next episode.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, so this is our Patreon episode. Um, unfortunately, Sean couldn't be here. Um, Sean is Sean underscore Rhodes on Twitter and I believe Instagram. And you can find him at Sean's Horror Corner on YouTube. Go check him out. He's great and bo also couldn't make it uh this week uh he is sick but he is critic after dark on instagram and his wife is mrs critic after dark on instagram and they do movie reviews and uh, rankings of the years and he does a really good job actually um so definitely go check him out um so this week we're going to be discussing uh modern horror but before we get into the topic what have you guys been watching lately
2: I watched Last Night, Just Before Dawn from 1981 to Slasher. It's pretty good. I like the final girl.
0: Yeah?
2: Mm hmm. She, she gets hands on with the interesting cover. stuff. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Before that, I watched Carnival of Souls. That the one was of, amazing. The, the old, old one? Old yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen
0: that one years ago.
2: And then after that, was Insidious Thread Door. It wasn't quite as good as those first two.
0: Those movies are awful,
1: Mickey. You've heard me talk about that. There's no way.
2: They're not great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like they always end up on like in the further or whatever nonsense they call that, and it's just like Lin Shea yelling at ghosts and stuff. It's ridiculous.
2: She was only in it for like maybe two minutes.
1: Oh, I know. I saw it, I saw that in the theater, <laughs> when, yeah, her, her her absence doesn't make it any better. I'll tell you that. No.
2: <laughs> so,
0: well, I guess I shouldn't have high hopes for the fifth one then, eh? I kind of did because Patrick Wilson's directing it, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine.
1: Like, as a director, he's fine. It looks okay and everything. It's just It's, it's insidious. more of the same. So, yeah. 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 It's, they're kind of the same movie over and over again every time. Okay. Um, I watched last night, Um, I watched a movie called The Cult of Humpty Dumpty,
2: Oh, that sounds
1: awesome! Um, yeah, this is a uh, 2022 movie. It's on, uh, I believe we watched it on Tubi. It's awful. I wouldn't recommend Aww. it to anybody, but it is kind of fun. Like, um, I watched it with a group of friends on Discord, and we we had a good time laughing at it and stuff. Um, we also last night watched Bride of Chucky, which is I also a lot of fun one. to watch with a group of people. You know? Yeah,
0: classic. Um,
1: and I went to the theater, um, the other night, and I saw it's a wonderful knife
0: uh spoiler free um, thoughts on that one
1: um it's fine like it's <laughs> it's okay visually it looks really cool but other than that there's like the script is full of really bad jokes that don't really land um they try really hard to be funny and they're just not um but it's it's okay like i'm not i, I would wait until it comes to streaming um you know but
0: yeah okay. it, was, it was all right i just watched the trailer for it actually uh this week, I kind of just went through a binge of watching trailers that I haven't seen yet. And then I was like, oh, I thought it looked pretty good. You know, it's kind of got that uh, happy death day or totally, uh, totally killer vibes to it. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of a silly slasher.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, It's just not quite as entertaining as those two. Okay. It's just not. It's yeah, the jokes just don't land for the most part. It was really annoying.
0: Even with Justin Long, eh? Couldn't, couldn't pull through. Justin Long's performance is
1: batshit crazy. <laughs> like it's it's he's he's almost hitting Nicolas Cage levels of his performance of just being like, what the fuck is he doing? Um, it it is it is interesting to watch.
0: Okay, All right. I'll definitely wait for it to come out then. Um, what have I been watching? I I jammed through season two of Chucky. Um, that's a that's about all I've done this week. Um,
2: i love that tv show
0: (laughs) season two is bonkers
2: it gets crazier it gets crazier and crazier with each season
0: yeah is season three fully out
2: only the first half of it first four episodes that's
0: that's what i thought but like yeah season season two is so many references to other movies Mm -hmm. it's it's wild like when they go full-on apocalypse now the end there i was like what is happening (laughs) um but still i was pretty entertained i'm a little see i'll I'll wait and see what happens with season three
1: yeah i haven't seen season two I, i didn't finish season one i don't know i like chucky a lot um i really like all the movies seed is really kind of the only misstep in that franchise i think but um For some reason, I cannot get into the TV show. I've tried a couple of times, and I just can't even make it through the first season. I don't know what it is.
2: The acting gets better. I concur that the first season's acting is kind of
1: bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's just something something feels off about it for me for some reason, and I I just can't get into it.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, the main character is a little rough to follow (laughs) at points, but Mm -hmm. I find the side characters are kind of more interesting. Like uh, the character of Black Sea gets... She gets so much more screen time in the second season, and she is such a more interesting character to follow, and her yes. her arc is way better. Um, and so, well, In the first season, you basically just fucking hate her guts, and they do a really <laughs> good job of that. Um, but yeah, she's definitely the reason I'm kind of following the show still now, just to see what happens with her mainly. Sorry, I guess I'm giving some spoilers away, but... <laughs> if you ever get to finishing it
1: i mean i I might i might not i
0: don't know (laughs) okay um has anybody collected any physical media
2: no (laughs)
1: um so i ordered the exorcist 4k but it hasn't shown up yet
0: okay um did you get Outside like, this? did you get like the sweet special edition box?
1: No, I got the stupid one and I'm really pissed about it. Like <laughs> I, I, I debated about buying it. Like I wasn't going to buy it because the artwork was so bad. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't understand how you have that poster, that exorcist poster that is so iconic and so awesome. And you switch it out for that garbage that they put on the front of this, <laughs> this release. And so I wasn't going to buy it, but um. Walmart had it like their Black Friday deals they've already started you know and it was like they had the 4k for like $15 oh well wow. and I, and I was like well I can't pass that up so I bought it I'm still waiting on it to show up um, I did get um, I, I I got a Dr. Chalice action figure which I'm really excited about that's on my shelf and uh, I ordered a Nicolas Cage action figure that hasn't come out yet that was a pre-order it'll be out next month
2: Is it is it Nick Cage from a particular movie or just him?
1: It's Mandy. He's it's Nicholas Cage and Mandy.
0: Oh, I did see that figure released from NECA.
1: Yeah. So um I'm waiting on those to show up.
0: Nice. Did anybody pick up the Blood and Honey uh Winnie the Pooh steel book from Walmart?
1: I was at Walmart today and I went to look um to see what they had and our walmart here is just getting out of the physical media game pretty much all the i mean there's they have virtually nothing um and the only thing they had was the dvd edition they didn't have a a blu-ray or anything so i passed on it yeah Uh, otherwise i would have picked it up because that's a great movie
0: i haven't seen it yet but i've been trying to i've been trying to like they don't have the steelbooks here in canada that's just a u.s walmart exclusive so i've been trying to uh You know, do the bids there and try to try to get it on eBay for a reasonable price because they're all like way overpriced already. But you know, if any of you guys see it down there and want to pick me up a copy, I'll PayPal
1: you. (laughs) I'll I'll keep an eye out. But yeah, like I said, the the Walmart near me—I mean, their physical media is their that section of the store is just pathetic. There's virtually nothing there.
0: Oh, same here. You want to know what's sad? This Walmart in uh, the city we moved to was the Walmart I would go to for physical media. And then we moved here because I was like, oh, yeah, no, Sam's sister lives here, too. But I was like, this also has like the best Walmart around with the biggest physical media stuff. And as soon as we moved here, they shut all of it down. They moved yeah. everything out. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm like, fuck me, man. Come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's getting tough to find physical. I mean, I don't I don't know how much longer it's, it's going to be readily available. Best Buy said they're getting out of the physical media game.
0: I know. That was a huge shocker
1: yeah so i mean i i don't know man it's it's going it's getting tougher which sucks because i like i like having a physical copy of things
0: same i'm in the same boat um so i don't have any news for this week but i do sam did want me to ask for your thoughts on this one particular uh twitter thread that she saw um, Which is uh, thoughts on Terrifier three having a scene with a child being killed on Twitter slash X. People are outraged.
2: Ooh, no, I don't care, kill the kid. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I'm I'm mostly fine with it. I, I, that sort of thing, it doesn't really bother me. I think it's it actually is kind of fun. Um, Terrifier doing it is maybe a little too much, but we'll see. I mean, I. I don't like those movies anyway. I'm kind of, you know, like whatever on this third one. Uh, the idea of it being a Christmas horror movie doesn't thrill me to begin with. If
2: they want to kill a kid. I'll kill a kid. I don't care.
0: <laughs> Mickey, do you have any thoughts?
2: Nothing to add to that. I mean, it's kind of his job to kill people. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm kind of in the same boat. Like you don't see it. You do see the occasional child death in horror movies, but like how often do you really see it?
2: Yeah, I guess just because it would be that much more graphic and terrifier. Mm-hmm. Um, I just but, watched The Boogeyman, and that one had a baby death in it, but you didn't see the baby die. Yeah. Spoilers, but that's in the first like one minute of that movie. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> um, the,
1: the kid who dies at the beginning of Halloween ends. Yeah, but oh. that was just.
0: didn't. How did they confirm that? Was that just like in a. That was just like an after, afterthought. It thought. happens like, very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't yeah, show don't it or anything. Yeah. I think with the Terrifier thing, I think they might go, like, full on, like, showing every small detail about it. They,
1: I mean, it's Terrifier. That's kind of what they do. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but it's, that's the least of my complaints about that. Let's, let, let them, you can kill a kid if you write a script that makes sense and has an actual story. How about that? <laughs> we'll make that trade off. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um do you guys want to get into the game?
2: Yeah, I'm ready to lose.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, come on, Mickey. Yeah, I'm gonna know. lose
2: really good.
1: Okay, good.
0: <laughs> so we are gonna do some trivia. This is just um some trivial pursuit horror movie edition.
2: Ooh.
0: I was gonna make up questions, but honestly I lost total track of time today.
2: <laughs>
0: um let's see here. What do we got?
1: Pure pursuit can be hard sometimes.
0: Oh, oh yeah. This this is like the... There's a a horror ultimate one. And this is like the easier one because it's just strictly movies. Okay. So, at the end of The Living Dead 1968, the deputy mistakes what character for one of the undead and shoots him?
2: How does this work? (laughs) You just say me?
0: Sure, dang, I don't know. Or
2: take turns.
0: Take turns. You guys gonna both have a guess.
2: Oh damn! I'll guess first then because I don't quite remember the name. I think it's his name is Ben. right?
0: Yes, his name is Ben. Okay. Yes, you guys are both right. Um, down. what is the name the of the novel of the novella that Hellraiser nineteen eighty seven was based off of?
2: Oh the hell bound heart yes
1: i agree with that <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> that's a really good book
0: um in the descent 2005 who had an affair with the husband of sarah carter was it beth o'brien sam vernette juno Kaplan, or rebecca vernette
2: ding ding
1: ding it was juno wow wiki with the <laughs> juno i was i thought that was the right answer i'll, I'll go with mickey <laughs> on this one because I, I that's the way i was leaning too but i wasn't 100 percent okay
0: um let's see in the sixth sense what is the profession of the protagonist played by bruce willis
1: the child psychiatrist or psychologist or something right
2: I've never seen that movie. I'm going child psychiatrist.
0: You've never seen The Sixth Sense? <laughs> no. Oh, well, let's yes. See, it's good. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, Let's see. In Phantom of the Opera in 1925, it was originally released in what audio format, Format a silent or a sound horror film? That was... Who was silent, wasn't
1: it? I don't know that I've ever seen that version. I've seen the later one.
2: I haven't seen any version.
1: I think that one was silent.
2: But it's gotta have music in it. That's the whole point. Hmm. I'm going with sound.
0: It is a silent horror movie. Yeah.
2: Dang. Yeah, when
1: back in the day they used to have organ players in in the theater Miki so they would play silent films but they would play the music on the organ
2: oh yeah Yeah. that's a little before my time sorry
1: Yeah, a little (laughs) before mine too I'm old I'm not that old come on
0: Um, the last question here in Ringu 1998 the ex husband of protagonist Rikio is portrayed by what the Wolverine 2013 actor That is a weird, weirdly, weirdly worded question. In Ringu, the ex-husband of protagonist Rico is portrayed by what Wolverine actor? So the movie Wolverine.
1: Uh, No, I have never seen Ringu. I've seen
2: Ringu. I have not seen Wolverine.
1: Nor have I. Um... (laughs) I don't know who's in it, who's in it, it's like isn't like isn't like Hugh Jackman in and that's Hugh Jackman.
2: But I don't yeah. know
1: anyone else. And that feels like it's probably not right, but that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah,
2: Hugh Jackman.
0: Oh, uh, it's not Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Hiro- Hiroki. Uh, a, I'm butchering this. Uh, Senada. Oh, yep, I butchered that. You guys so did great. Were, you, we
2: were close,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did great. You guys nailed pretty much all of those.
1: Well, I we uh, didn't know the Ringu thing, but I think I think if you've got me and me and Miki working together, we will have a lot of bases covered.
0: Absolutely, you guys pretty much got them all except for yeah, you guys pretty much got them all other than the last one.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I would not have gotten that either. I I have the Ring box set downstairs, and I still haven't watched any of them
1: yeah i've I've seen all of the American versions, but I've never seen ringu
0: no um all right are we ready to get into our topic of discussion?
2: yeah let's I do it. believe so
0: all right okay let's uh get into our topic of discussion, which is modern horror, so we're gonna be discussing horror movies from twenty twenty to present. And the first question is, how has horror evolved?
2: Well, I think that people have gotten really creative since a lot of things have already been done. They're forcing people to go to really weird places like, um, for example, Skinamarink or the Outwaters. There's been a lot of experimental stuff recently that I'm really liking.
1: Okay. You, you um, don't like those movies, Mickey.
2: I do like them. They're you cannot crazy. possibly they're, like those movies.
1: *Skin Ring so isn't wacky. even a movie.
2: That one is so scary to me. You don't even understand. <laughs> I, I went asleep. to the theaters twice for it. Oh, twice? <laughs> yes, it was so oh, great. I dragged man. my sister to it. It just was like... so terrifying. Too. It's just
1: like shots of the corner while somebody whispers in the background for 90 minutes. It's terrible. You can just
2: admit that you don't have an attention span. I mean, but... that's, that's <laughs> that is,
1: you know, part of it. When I go to the movies, I expect to be entertained in some way, <laughs> I expect to see actual characters having actual discussions on screen. Yes. <laughs>
2: um but it took like the paranormal activity route
0: <laughs> that was a hardcore like paranormal activity route even mm-hmm. paranormal activity has that movie took me a long time to get through and it's still, i like, love those ice by kind of movies uh,
1: yeah no not a fan of the where's waldo stuff <laughs> <laughs> um i i think that since probably about 2016 2015 maybe we've been in this sort of weird golden age of horror where we are getting really just quality movies every year it seems like um 2023 has been the first year in a long time that i can remember being kind of disappointed this year's been been pretty weak uh and so i i hope that runs not coming to an end um but you know this sort of what people call elevated horror or whatever where um People are starting to take the genre more seriously than they ever had uh, or have in the past. And, and the genre itself has always sort of tackled social issues and, and stuff. But I think it's being a little more forthright about it now instead of sort of hidden, hidden in subtext. Um, and uh, I think it's interesting. Horror is making people think again um, in, a, in a lot of ways. Um, I hope that we don't see that come to an end anytime soon uh, because it, it's been a great run. Um, I am a little concerned about it though I do think we talked about it's a wonderful knife um, I think we're starting to see a lot of that sort of thing um, where we're getting the horror version of Groundhog Day or this is the horror version of Freaky Friday or this is the horror version of you know Back to the Future whatever that's gonna get old fast um, mm-hmm. I'm already over franchises bringing back legacy characters Um <laughs> I don't need it anymore. Um, either do something new or don't do it at all. Um, so I, I think we're starting to see maybe maybe that golden age is starting to turn, but it's been really good so far, um, and we've had a lot of uh, really quality stuff come out.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And i I spent like the majority of the day because I have a question later on about um, elevated horror is coming on. And so I would just watch like video after video after video today on it. Um and yeah, since like uh since pretty much the Babadoo came out, right? It just became yeah very, very, very good horror from then on. And yeah, I have heard it dubbed the golden age of horror. Um but now I, f- I feel like in this the point that was made in the video was also that like now we're kind of getting a mixture of like the fun like the fun stuff with a little bit of the elevated horror like barbarian and Mm -hmm. um what was the other one they mentioned too um i want to say it was smile but i don't think it was smile smile felt very elevated um but yeah you're just kind of getting that or it was malignant you know where it's it's really nice looking and it's but it's a lot of fun and it's wacky you know so Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of where things are starting to turn um, I like it. I think I think we're getting a lot of weird stuff going to theaters like like Mickey said, we're getting skin of Rink, which is a movie that you'd never think would ever get to go to theaters, but it did get to go. to the- I'm not going to. I did go see it in a theater ish thing, but I got to speak with the couple actors from the movie. So that's why I went and saw it. Nice. Um, I, I didn't have to pay for it.
1: Yeah. I, I would have had a lot of questions for the actors in the movie
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah we we did a whole interview with them too way back early when we first started the podcast so yeah i, uh,
1: I could see myself being escorted by security out of that screening to be honest yeah.
0: <laughs> i i smoked too so after the movie i went out of smoke and there was a few guys i was smoking with beforehand and they were talking about how much they were looking forward to it and then afterwards i was kind of eavesdropping on them and they were talking about how disappointed they were with it um but I just, like, you know, like, you are getting indie low-budget movies that are going to theaters, and they're doing extremely well. Like, Talk to Me mm-hmm. um, did extremely well here. And same with uh, Terrifier 2 also did extremely well. Um, so I think that's good. It's like studios are kind of, and theaters are giving these lower-budget movies more of a chance to have a longer run in theaters. Um, and we're also getting, you know, we're getting the occasional... Good sequel, like these these legacy reboots, legacy legacy sequels, are also losing their flair with me. Yeah, um, very quickly. Um, but like we got Evil Dead Rise, which I thought it was a worthy entry into that franchise.
1: Yeah, Evil Dead Rise was amazing. Yeah, it's a really good movie.
0: Yeah, I still I don't think it led up to like it didn't have that twenty thirteen tier level for me but i haven't seen it since theaters
1: i i fall very far on the other spe- side of the spectrum from you and sam on the 2013 movie i think it's an awful evil dead movie yeah uh, i think it's <laughs> except a fine for the
2: 2013 one is actually better than evil Dead Rise. Right, sorry
1: I, I i find that i think it's a good movie i think it's a terrible evil dead movie when i went to see that movie i was excited to see a new evil dead movie not whatever the hell that was
0: okay
2: there was some humor in it not
1: nearly
0: enough i think it's six but
1: but i you know evil dead 2 is my favorite in the entire franchise and you know it's so much fun and there's just no fun in that movie
0: that's that's true um army of darkness is my favorite out of the original trilogy so you know goofy and fun (laughs) is definitely like up my alley but yeah i think it's just so how extremely dark it took it just made me fall in love with it more um personally and the i did do find evil dead rise leaned heavy into like an evil dead 2 experience
1: yeah there was i thought evil dead rise was still dark um it just wasn't it still had that it felt like an evil dead movie to me yeah whereas the 2013 one just doesn't when i watch it it doesn't feel like an evil dead movie it's still a a fine horror movie i don't hate it or anything it just doesn't work for me in that context
0: okay um I think that's all I kind of have for how horror has evolved. Um, Where do you guys think horror is going?
2: I think that starting with the legacy sequels, maybe the Halloween 2018 one, but I think they're going for a bigger audience because they're seeing the general audiences are liking horror more and more. It's getting a lot of money. So... I'm not a big fan of the legacy sequels either, but I think we're going to keep doing those for a little while.
1: Yeah, those are going to continue. Um, and it's, it, it is unfortunate. I, I just, I'm tired of, I don't mind. If you want to give me scream seven, that's fine. Don't bring back that Matthew Lillard character. That guy's dead. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I don't She's even in... want to see Courtney Cox in the next movie. Let's just move on. All right, let's, give me new characters with a new story i am I'm, I'm tired of seeing these older characters I, like i went and saw the exorcist believer and they bring back ellen burston in that film and she has nothing to do the entire movie like there's no reason for her to be in that movie at all yeah, she's was, just there because she was in the first one
0: yeah it was awful i felt like she was so mis- under underutilized and yeah. what a horrible way to bring that character back
1: yeah it was it it was i was blown away by how they just had her do nothing for the movie. like the little bit that they did give her to do didn't even make sense i was like this doesn't work at all um i don't hate believer either like a lot of people really hated that movie for some reason i thought it was fine i didn't think there was anything really wrong with the movie um there were some missteps you know i think that they um had some interesting concepts that they didn't explore nearly enough but i, I thought it was fine uh, otherwise
0: yeah uh, me and sam are pretty much in the same boat yeah um yeah i liked it i wish they would have leaned heavy into some things but yeah they just never quite took it there yeah
1: and but you know if you look at the david gordon green's halloween trilogy he did the same thing in those movies where he sort of touched on a concept and then he would follow up on it in the next movie um, so we might see that in the next exorcist i don't know it looks like they're changing direction with these sequels though so he may not be directing them from what i'm reading yeah um so i i don't know what's going to happen with that but I, I that movie got crushed online by people and I, I don't understand why it's a fine movie yeah
0: yeah i think the only problem the biggest problem i had with it was the lack of uh empathy or any kind of character development for the the other family you know yeah. the the christian uh i can't remember what religion they were they weren't quite catholics but yeah um um yeah they, they get zero zero any kind of development throughout the whole thing which,
1: yeah they did that was that was a bit of a problem with the movie too yeah.
0: yeah which is what i called from the trailer i knew we were, that was going to be the issue from the beginning um but yeah, we even had like the legacy sequel, like uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that went straight to Netflix too. Who brought back uh, um, Sally, right? Yeah, Sally
1: for, for for no reason other than to throw her into a pile of garbage and then kill her.
0: Yeah, which was I, I yeah I couldn't believe it how dirty they yeah. did her too. So I'm wondering if maybe after like the flop that The Exorcist has been, like maybe we'll stop seeing these legacy sequels. Yeah,
1: I mean it's possible. Maybe we'll start to see them backpedal a little bit. I mean, I as far as I know, it was 20, Halloween 2018 that really started the whole thing, um, and they did that really well. I mean, they they made good use of Laurie Strode in that movie, um, but ever since then, it seems like everyone's just done it to do it. Yeah. Um and it doesn't serve any purpose and we don't need it so you know just stop just make a movie that's all I need just tell me a good story
0: yeah like even Leprechaun Leprechaun did it with Leprechaun Returns
1: oh yeah that's right
0: yeah everybody forgets about that one but that one yeah. actually to me I didn't I didn't mind it actually
1: <laughs> and uh, to... it's Leprechaun it's whatever <laughs> yeah you,
0: you get what you get right yeah
1: yeah it's fine um but yeah I mean I I think that we'll see that. T- I think that that trend is um, going to continue for a little bit longer, but if movies keep getting treated like Exorcist Believer did, we might see it pull back. Um, This, you know, sort of, like we mentioned, uh, the genre mashup sort of, you know, uh, the horror version of this movie or whatever. I don't know how much, I don't know what kind of legs that sort of thing has. You know, eventually you have done the horror version of everything and you just run out of movies to do, you know? um. So I I don't know I my my big concern is that we uh we see a pullback from uh, the quality of movies that we've we've been getting uh, for the last seven or eight years and that um you know these almost uh, blockbuster kind of horror movies that are coming out like Five Nights at Freddy's. You know, I mean, that movie was garbage. I don't know if you guys watched it, if you liked it or what, but I hated it. that. I thing. loved that.
2: Me and Vicky um, were
0: talking about it before you it, jumped oh, right on oh, it. Yeah. The movie
1: was It trash. was so
2: much fun.
1: Um, But, you know, of course they're going to make them because it's it's a huge event release. I mean, that thing made a bajillion dollars at the box office.
0: Yeah, it crushed.
1: Um, and You know, so I, I think that we're going to continue to see those kind of things. They're going to try and find IP that they can turn into movies. Typically, that doesn't work out that well
0: that's true usually it doesn't but look at saw x too like that movie oh, you just don't want
1: t- my t- opinion on that movie
0: <laughs> i haven't seen i haven't seen it and i still haven't seen five nights at freddy's i'm just going by the box office numbers and those movies are like they're crushing it there people want to see it yeah i mean um, I
1: you know look, i bought my tickets for saw x i i wish i hadn't but i did it <laughs> um you know it, but people love that one that's getting rave. people are raving about saw uh saw x um I, maybe it's just not for me i mean i don't really like that franchise that much i liked the first movie and that's about it um yeah. so you know it just maybe it's a lot of stuff that's not for me i guess five nights at freddy's i've never played that game i don't know anything about it i was you know i was so, perfectly happy to watch willie's wonderland and never think about five nights at Freddy's.
0: same i was not a five nights at freddy's guy either even when i grew up in that time but this yeah. this movie is like a movie that's like a decade too late yeah and it's still doing fairly well
1: yeah but it it killed with the box and you know it's it's incredible that it did so well at the box office because it was released streaming on the same day oh Um, wasn't? yeah i I mean i watched it my son and i watched it that night at home because it was on peacock Mm -hmm. um and i so i thought you know that seems to me like something like that would hurt box office but people still lined up at the theater to see that thing yeah. yes um, i so, did <laughs> yeah i i expect uh, much more of that sort of thing too you know um if you can find the right ip you know you'll make a bunch of money
2: yeah maybe more video game adaptations since five nights at freddy's did so good i know they're yeah. doing iron lung markiplier is directing that
1: i, I don't know what any of those words <sighs> mean like, <laughs> <you> <laughs> i know, also don't right? know what that means
0: there's <laughs> a
2: video game called iron lung and it's getting a movie treatment
1: Okay. okay. I I know there's a Dead by Daylight movie in the works.
2: Yes, I'm so excited for that as well. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I mean, it, it that seems like um you know something we're gonna see more of.
0: Yeah, I heard there's a there. Well, there's been a Dead Space game in the in the movie development for years and years and years. But the last I heard, John Carpenter was rumored to be directing, and of course, he confirms that he's not directing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dead Space would be a a wicked movie, I think.
2: Yeah, I think The Last of Us, the TV show, proved that horror video games make good TV content as well.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't watch The Last of Us, but I think, Loved it. you know, again, it always feels like such a slippery slope. Because when you look back at some of these horror videos, I mean, those Resident Evil movies are garbage.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> Remember yeah, Doom? I mean, those <laughs> movies are
1: so bad. Like, that's what eventually always happens, right? Like, we get a couple of good ones that are big hits. And then it's just, we're inundated with garbage.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we might be heading towards another remake era. Oh, no. Well, Let's face it. We haven't seen any new stories from Freddy or Jason mm-hmm. in what? Almost 12 years, 13 years?
1: You know, it's been a long time. that Friday the 13th was held up in the lawsuit. Um, that's, yeah. a, I guess, from what I understand, been worked out. We've got the TV show that's coming.
0: Yeah, not excited for that, but yeah, I'm
1: not really either. Like, I was super excited to hear that they had settled the lawsuit, and I thought, "Oh, cool, new movie coming." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a TV show, and those, but both of those franchises almost have to be rebooted at this point, right? I mean, what are you going to do? Because Friday remake was the last one that came out. Yeah. Are they going to make a sequel to that all these years later? I don't think so.
0: Uh, see, I kind of wish they would because that was a good take on Jason. That was a good I think that was a good reinvention of Jason. Personally, it depends on which kind of Jason you like yeah. the best. Which, do you like the zombie Jason? Do you like the Jason from the first three? Um, I like I liked the idea of the kind of the faster moving Jason. Yeah.
1: But then also you got Friday uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, the last one we got was that terrible remake. Are they going to make Ugh. a sequel to that? Are going to bring no. Jackie Earl Haley back to look like a hairless cat walking around? Uh,
0: <laughs> I hope not.
1: Yeah, I mean, so those, I think you almost have to reboot them. Halloween, if they're going to make more, and they are going to make more, is going to have to be rebooted. They just made a movie called Halloween Ends where they ground Michael Myers up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aren't they? Aren't they talking about having a Michael Myers TV show? So Halloween. yeah,
1: they just did that. Um, I believe it was Miramax won the rights for the television, uh, the television rights to the Halloween franchise. So yeah, there's gonna be, and I have no idea what that's gonna be. I mean, I don't even know what that looks like. I, don't I know can't either. imagine a television show of Michael just stalking people and murdering them is gonna be interesting.
0: Hmm. I'm trying to think of a way to make it work. Maybe it's like they do it like 24, where each episode is oh, an yeah. hour of Halloween night.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could do that. The other, the only other thing I thought of is if they do like uh Freddy's Nightmares or that Friday the Thirteenth TV show, where it's just an anthology show. It's essentially Tales from the Crypt, just rebranded as something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but with so, like, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know what to expect a, a TV property from Halloween to look like. But I, I, I do imagine those movies made a ton of money. They're going to make more of those movies. Oh, definitely. And, you know, I I think at this point, you, it's going to have to be rebooted, which gives us what the sixth or seventh Halloween timeline at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, unless they decide to pick up, unless they decide to do like another legacy sequel from the separate timelines, right? Like you could pick yeah. up from the Thorn trilogy
1: yeah they could they could do that i don't know if anybody wants them to do that but they could do that
0: i think there is a fan base out there for bringing daniel harris back
1: everybody wants daniel harris to come back for for the franchise yeah that's that's true um so maybe that's the way they 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 do it i don't know i don't know maybe they pick up and make more rob zombie sequels
0: yeah more white trash
1: myers family
0: (laughs) oh i hope not (laughs) did uh did anybody see the friday the 13th fan films that were on youtube the uh would they bring back tommy jarvis i watched the first
1: one uh was it never hike alone or whatever it was called yeah um i didn't watch any of the other ones i kind of forgot about them it was good the one that i watched i thought was really good that's you know these fan films have gotten really good it used to be like if you heard somebody made a fan film you're like oh no that's trash yeah you know but i mean they've gotten really good they brought tom matthews in to play tommy jarvis (laughs) yeah i know um yeah that they are really putting um uh, some money and some resources behind these fan films it's quite incredible
0: yeah the uh the new one also has Tama jarvis back in it mm-hmm. i i have i haven't yet to watch it yet either but they just did another one too um a canadian actor uh dave mccray went and did uh dylan's new nightmare um which followed uh dylan from freddy's or uh Wes Craven's new nightmare yeah they brought back about that I didn't watch it yeah so Dave McCray the guy from Toronto plays Freddy and he does a pretty good job he does a very good Robert England voice impression Mm -hmm. and everything like that it's just you know he's doing an impression of Robert England, right
1: right I mean that's the problem that you have with nightmare right where do you go with that you're not Robert England's not doing that again no I can't imagine he's doing that again so you have to find somebody else to be Freddy and who wants that job you know yes. who wants to try and follow Robert England in that role? I I can't imagine anybody would sign up for that.
0: No, I can't either. I can't even think of an actor who would like be able to do it. I know, like Robert England said that Kevin Bacon would be a good yeah Freddie Krueger, but like Robert Englund, or sorry Kevin Bacon's already like what fifty almost sixty. Yeah, he's he, got to be clo- He's got to yeah. be pushing sixty
1: at this point, and so then you're going to be replacing Kevin Bacon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know? there's no way he's um, gonna be wanting yeah. to sit in the makeup chair. Yeah,
1: but I don't know what they're gonna do with that franchise. The last I heard on that, and this was probably six or seven years ago, there was a story that the the Craven Estate had the rights, and they were taking pitches. And then I that six or seven years ago, I heard that, and then nothing else since. It's just been complete silence on that front.
0: Yeah, pretty much that's all I've heard. All I've heard is that uh, Mike Flanagan wants to do a pitch and that's pretty much it yeah
1: i mean that that might work you know mike flanagan uh his stuff has been kind of hit or miss recently for me but he's done stuff that i really liked in the past um and I, i could see his take on a nightmare on elm street being interesting you know i know blumhouse jason blum has said that he would love to do a friday the 13th movie Yep. um but you know, again, that what I don't even quite understand what the rights are with Friday the Thirteenth. I, I believe it's been worked out, but I don't know. That lawsuit drug on forever.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, somebody somebody owned the rights to the title of Friday the Thirteenth, and then another company owns the title to the character of Jason Voorhees.
1: Yeah, it's a mess. That that yeah. whole thing's a mess. Um, yeah, we had uh, Larry Zerner on to talk about it one time and he tried to explain it and he's pretty good about breaking things down um but even I, I even with his explanations i still didn't quite
2: understand what was going
1: on Um larry's a lawyer by the way who handles ip law Um but he also played Shelley in friday the 13th part Three.
0: Oh no way yeah yeah he
1: was he wanted to be an actor he did that in some other movies uh and his dad finally was like this acting thing is no, you can't do this. So he, his dad was like, "I'll pay for you to go to law school if you become a lawyer." So he took it.
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you do at that point? Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um. Okay. So, what do you guys want to see more of in the horror genre?
2: More original things, more indie projects. Again, um, have you seen uh, "We're All Going to the World's Fair"?
0: No, but I've heard about it. I no.
2: Think. I really like those small projects because they take big swings and I think they usually pay off. it's more indie stuff.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I would like to see more filmmakers get a chance, uh more up-and-coming filmmakers, uh, more original ideas. You know, I mean, you look at a movie like Talk to Me, um, which was mentioned earlier, that movie's amazing. It's so good. Um, and, you know, all those guys needed was a chance, right? Mm-hmm. And I would love to see more of that. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of the Terrifier movies. But I understand there's a huge audience for them, apparently. And I would love to see guys like that get another chance. You know, so try and find the next, you know, Damien Leone out there somewhere mm-hmm. um, to make these original ideas. Instead of banking everything on this IP and these sequels and these video games and everything else you know um because when it when a when an indie film like talk to me hits it's amazing it's a great feeling for everybody
0: yeah i totally agree with Bob, both of you guys statements um need uh, more original ideas after if you're, if you're going to push the ips make sure they're done no no legacy sequels just new stories new characters Have something interesting and new so we can sink our teeth into here.
2: Yeah, I've been really happy with all of Jordan Peele's movies. He's so original. Every single one of his movies is a brand new concept.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a guy who came out of left field. Like, I never would have thought Jordan Peele would be one of the best (laughs) horror directors. You know, that just doesn't even make sense, but it works and he's great at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. def-
2: Nope blew my mind. I'm obsessed with that movie.
0: Yeah, Nope was fantastic to watch. Yeah.
1: Other than that, I'd love to see John Carpenter make another movie, but I don't think he's going to.
2: He doesn't want to,
1: <laughs> and I don't think he does either. He's, I mean, he he's like it's so easy to just putter around my house and go downstairs and make music when I feel like it. <laughs>
0: that or just get executive producer rights, or, yeah. you know, yeah. the title. <laughs>
1: yeah. Although he did, uh, I guess he directed some of that series that just came out.
0: Yeah. He did. Um, oh,
2: the urban, urban something.
1: Yeah. Um. He he was talking about how he directed it from his couch. He did it all remotely because it was shot somewhere in like Europe, somewhere or something. <laughs> and he was just on his couch telling him what to do from there.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I wonder if it stills a John Carpenter flair then. You know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Um. I I should probably check it out. I love John Carpenter, and I'd love to see another movie. But I don't. I don't know. I I don't know that he really wants to. <laughs> No. i'm sure he's had opportunities
0: oh for sure um like i said he would have been great like uh for dead space because it's like a totally like the thing style video game mm-hmm. i don't know if you ever played it before no. rob no oh it's like set in deep space these people turn into like mutant monsters and they they're all after this one guy who's just wandering around the ship to try to fix it oh. I mean, it's fantastic it's totally yeah. the thing
1: you know, I maybe he plays that game. I know John Carpenter loves to play video games.
0: No, maybe he has talked yeah. about it, like he's played it. So
1: yeah. yeah, he's probably played it. He he, that's one of his favorite things to do too. He sits on his couch, plays video games, goes downstairs and makes some music when he feels like it. <laughs> it's a pretty good life.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, with the global success of the gore-filled uh, indie movie. Terrifier 2, do you think this will start a new wave of extreme gore in Hollywood?
1: This is something that I thought about um, a little bit uh, um, not long ago because when they were pushing um Scream 6 before it came out, they kept talking about how it was the goriest Scream movie yet. And I, oh my God, no. If they tried to turn Ghostface into Art the Clown, this is going to suck. This is going to be awful. Um, they didn't do that, but that that was one of my big fears that they were going to do. Um, I don't mind. I guess I, if if it's an original idea or, or an original concept, then fine, make it as gory or, or not gory as you want. Um, but I do worry that sometimes that mentality is going to. Uh, blend over into franchises and characters that have been established for a long time people who are chasing trends you know i could see a texas chainsaw movie they're constantly chasing trends with that franchise i could see them trying to do that um and i don't i don't need it i don't you know it's it's not necessary i'm not a huge gore hound like it's fine i don't i don't dislike it but it's never going to drive me to a movie Like, if someone says to me, this is the goriest movie you'll ever see, that's not uh, an incentive for me to sit down and watch it. Um, At the same time, if someone tells me it's the goriest movie you'll ever see, it also doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) Uh, It just sort of, it is what it is. I don't don't really care one way or another about it. I think that's part of the reason I'm not as hyped about the Terrifier movies as most people are. Because mostly when you look past the gore, there's not a whole lot else there.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of um
2: hmm. I don't think it's gonna be too much in the mainstream because um Terrifier was an indie thing and it kind of started out on Shudder. I think Shudder's gonna take care of most of the gory stuff.
1: Okay. I mean that's a good point too. And and there was a story I saw that uh Damian Leone had apparently turned down offers from a couple of major production companies for Terrifier three, because they were insisting that he cut back the gore mm-hmm. and not be as extreme. And so he said, no, he wanted to make the movie the way he was going to make it. So I, I, I do think that yeah, mainstream. when you're talking about mainstream horror, you know, the threshold for gore, there's just not going to be that, that great.
0: Okay. Well, I was thinking since we, we had the, We had, you know, the gore of the 80s and then it got real toned down throughout the 90s until 2002 with the release of Saw. And then we had, you know, torture porn for the next 10 years after or eight years after that. I was thinking that maybe, maybe with the success of Terrifier 2 that, you know, things are going to start seeing a little more gory. But I think Hollywood likes to play it a little too safe. So I think we're going to continue to see these. PG 13 spook fest, you know, the supernatural movies are still going to be PG 13, and then mm-hmm. the slashers are just going to be like it. It's it's wild to me that movies and sorry, this is kind of a little different tangent, but uh, what was it? It was The Exorcist was rated R in the States, right? Yes, it was rated 14A here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild your rating system
1: yeah um all right I, yeah it was rated r here i'm pretty sure and i i can't imagine it wasn't
0: yes yeah, i'm gonna so look it up real quick though we had like groups of kids going to see it without an adult this just young kids just walking in sitting beside us we We're like, what the fuck I thought, i'm like i swear this is rated r nope yeah you would think i yeah it was rated r here
1: It's not, I mean, it's not a super gory movie or anything, I guess. Um, But yeah, and, and, you know, talking about the return of gore, though, to mainstream stuff, I could see maybe it getting turned up a little bit also because, like you mentioned before, the the success of Saw X. Yep. You know, um, you couple that with Terrifier and these other things, but I don't think you'll ever see Terrifier-level gore in a mainstream movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we also had Evil Dead Rise too as well yeah. this year, which was fairly gory for a movie, a mainstream movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think I don't think Scream Six were as hyped up as it was hyped up was nearly as gory as it was probably the goriest out of that franchise. Yeah. Maybe, but I didn't find it overly too gory.
1: No, no one died in that movie. No. <laughs> it's a, this is the only horror movie that's all about attempted murder.
0: <laughs> I like that because that's a that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. What a let down that movie was Think I? about
2: but think about Annika. She didn't deserve that. I was mean
0: that it f-
2: That guy the
1: guy got stabbed by two different people like 30 times. That was yep. like,
2: that's that's not dead.
1: Yeah.
0: I, he's
2: he's the new Dewey.
0: They're all the new Dewey. I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying some people better die in the next one.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, that'd be nice.
0: <laughs> All right. So we already touched base on this a little bit. But, you know, uh, Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the Halloween franchise, the franchises have either successfully dropped the ball on the successfully or dropped. Oh, I'm fucking on my own wording. Has either successfully or dropped the ball on the legacy sequel? Would you like to see this trend continue? And if so, what movies would you like to see get one? And if not, explain yourself.
2: <laughs> well, I'd like to
0: explain uh, yourself, <laughs> explain yourself. Show your work. One,
2: one of the only remake, requel whatever's that I have liked recently was Hellraiser twenty twenty two. If all of the remakes could be like that, I'd be happy. But they're not all like that.
0: <laughs> Hellraiser is an interesting one, because I'd just say it's kind of a reboot. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would call it a legacy sequel, per se. Um, that's probably actually, probably, a bit, It's almost a full-on remake, is it not?
2: Yeah, because they did a bunch of new stuff which I, and focused on different things. So I think that was a reboot done well, and I want them to do that put their own spin on it just don't do the same old stuff
0: yeah i have to say that was also a very successful reboot in my opinion And i'm not that huge on that franchise but i did enjoy the i think that was 2022
1: yeah hulu razor it was pretty good um <laughs> yeah i think um the legacy sequel thing like i said before i i'm i'm not against it going forward if there's a reason for it you know these movies that are doing it just to do it just to bring these characters back i'm done with that i don't need any more of that it it doesn't there's not you're not bringing me to the theater because you make a new nightmare on elm street with uh you know uh nancy thompson in it like i unless you have a reason story based reason for nancy thompson to be in a new nightmare on elm street movie You know what I mean? So I'm not against the the absolute concept of it. I'm just so sick of seeing it so overdone um, for for no reason. With Ellen Burstyn showing up for less than 10 minutes of screen time in this Exorcist movie and that being like one of their major selling points for the movie. It just doesn't make sense. And it didn't serve the movie or the character or the actress for that matter. Um, So if it went away tomorrow, I would be fine with that. But, you know, if they can do it and they can do it as well as they did in Halloween 2018, I'm here for that also.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, if, if like, I can't even think of many franchises or sequels or, like, franchises that have characters in them that are so diehard that I'd like to see them brought back again. You know, like, the Dylan uh, and Dylan's New Nightmare, the fan film, or whatever, was like, it was like, okay. But yeah. is is that a character that I really fell in love with growing up or watching the franchise? He was only in one movie. Do I really care if that character comes back? Or... When I was
1: told about that movie, my first question was, who the hell's Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to explain it to tell me who it was. I didn't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, which, uh, like, other than, like, a Tommy Jarvis, are you going to pull out of the Fran- Friday the 13th fr- franchise? And yeah. How long is uh, the original actor going to be? Not even unless they bring back Corey Feldman too. Like, which actor yeah. are you going to bring back to play yeah. that character next? Well,
2: Tom
1: Matthews will always be my Tommy Jarvis. Um, and I would not, I would not hate it if they brought him back for another run at, at Friday the Thirteenth. I think that would be fun. Um, but I do know that with the television show, the Friday the Thirteenth TV show that's coming up, apparently they're bringing back Adrian King.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um which she died in the second movie so i don't know how that works but you know who knows flashback or something i don't know
0: (laughs) i don't know either well what other franchises do you see out there that have like awesome remember rememberable memorable characters that you like to be brought back like nancy thompson ends it perfectly in a nightmare on street part three like they already brought her back for that sequel Yeah, and, and was... then they
1: brought her back for New Nightmare, sort of. They brought back Heather Langenkamp as Heather Langenkamp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that there are any Nightmare characters at all, other than Nancy, though, that I would want to see come back that would make any difference.
0: Yeah, like, I'm not bringing back the Alice character from the later sequels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah um you know i i think it's also important to a note though that a lot of 80s slashers characters weren't the most important thing <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's,
0: that's true <laughs> yeah. i guess one 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 franchise i'd like to see maybe get a legacy sequel is uh tremors i'm a big tremors guy it'd be nice to see uh kevin bacon and michael gross back in the franchise i know that uh um I can't remember what his name now is, but he, he died.
1: Yeah, I I haven't seen many of those movies. Like, I've seen the first one and then, like, a couple of the later sequels or something. Um, but Yeah, I mean, look, if you could bring Kevin Bacon back, that'd be, you know, if you could find a way to bring him back for the Friday the 13th TV show, I'd be interested in that, too. Yeah. You know, it sounds like they're doing a prequel flashback thing anyway, so why not?
0: Okay. Yeah. Mickey... Mickey, do you have any uh, characters from any franchises you'd like to see kind of brought back?
2: The only one that I can think of, and it kind of had one, is the original Haunting movie, 1963. It got the TV show, but I would like an actual sequel, not a retelling, because there was a book recently that acts as a sequel to it called The Haunting on the Hill, and so I'd like to see a sequel to the old movie, because that old movie's one of my favorites. Okay. Hmm. Okay, okay. Paranormal hasn't really been the the genre. Not like Haunted House movies.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Outside of the Conjuring stuff, but most of that isn't.
2: (laughs) I'm done with the Conjuring. Did you see The Nun 2?
1: Oh. This (laughs) is what people told me about The Nun 2. They said, oh, you should see it. It's better than The Nun. Like, low bar. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: i fell asleep a little bit
1: yeah it's it was it was bad they're all bad none of those movies the conjuring and the conjuring 2 are good movies the rest of that whole conjuring universe is just garbage
0: yeah i'll agree uh the the second annabelle was pretty decent which one is
1: that is that the one like the prequel to annabelle yeah that's yeah that one was all right yeah
0: but other than that i didn't i didn't like the nun either and I, you know, I have a guilty pleasure spot for The Curse of La Llorona, but they took that out of the franchise.
1: Yeah, which is weird <laughs> because there's like characters from the franchise in that movie or something. It's. I...
0: I know. I, th- I swear to God, you see Annabelle in that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> but, like it's they so show weird. a flash of her. I swear to God they did. But yeah, yeah. no, apparently that's not canon anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that whole conjuring thing. Like I show up, I see the movies when they come out in theaters. I always try to see every horror movie that I can in theaters to show support or whatever. But a lot of, there's a lot of crap. <laughs>
0: um, all right so here we go so what do you consider elevated horror and is it a is it is its term changing or breaking the horror genre uh, I tried to look I'm... up a oh sorry I tried to look <laughs> up a definition of hor- of elevated horror like I literally typed in elevated horror definition and mm-hmm. nothing popped up on google
1: no oh, nothing <laughs>
0: nothing it, it, all that popped up was art horror Art house
2: horror and yeah. I agree. I don't think elevated horror is really a thing. I know people immediately think A twenty four, but that is art house horror. Mm-hmm. But it's not elevated horror. It's not better than a different genre. Subgenre. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with the term, right? Is that it it makes it sound like somehow it's better than every like everything else is just shit. And it's, yeah. you know, or that it's better than all the other subgenres, which, I mean, look, I've seen a lot of elevated, quote unquote, elevated horror movies that are boring as hell. You know? <laughs> yes. Like, you know, I'd much rather watch an 80s slasher movie with some idiot running around doing stuff that doesn't even make sense. At least I'm having a good time, you know. Um, I like, uh, uh, I don't know if either one of you watched Joe Bob Briggs on Shudder. Um uh-huh. His uh his definition of elevated horror is he says that's what people who don't like horror movies call the horror movies that they like.
2: <laughs>
0: that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a good definition of it.
1: Yeah. Um. As far as like the concept, though, I, look, I, I think it's great. I, I think that there are there's room for all sorts of horror movies. You know, we've got a ton of different subgenres in horror already and so to have art house horror um which is a term i actually quite like it's much better than elevated horror um is it to be just another subgenre i think is is fantastic there's nothing wrong with movies that make people think you know sometimes your uh, your depression and your feelings they are the real killer
0: yeah i totally agree with that i love that um i i agree i think elevated horror is a is a bad term Because I think elevated horror has been something that's been around for years and years and years and years. Like you can't tell me that, you know, The Omen or The Exorcist or you know Rosemary's Baby was an elevated horror in any way. You can't. You can't tell me that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You've always had horror movies with underlying themes or deal with social or political issues. Um, It's it's just baffling to me that now all of a sudden we're in an elevated horror stage. Um yeah. but yeah, I, I like our house horror, actually. I think that's a good term for it. And a lot of a lot of the art house horror is actually like really super effective. Um like Talk to Me was a very scary movie. We went some mm-hmm. theaters this year, and Sam and I were both generally freaked out the whole time. Um <laughs> what was the other one? The Babadook absolutely scared the shit out of me the first time I watched that movie. But then again, you do get movies that are boring as fuck when you watch them and you just never watch them again you know yeah
1: they're sometimes they're boring sometimes i just don't understand
0: (laughs) yeah oh i don't know what the hell's happening here (laughs) that's it too like what was uh i had to i had to watch a video on it as soon as i was done watching the movie oh i can't even think of what it was now but there was a movie i finished watching it and then i immediately look it up to see what that movie meant because Mm -hmm. i had no idea what the fuck happened by the end of it
1: yeah but i do think um I think Mickey's made a good call with A24. A24 is almost its own sub subgenre at this point.
2: Hereditary, anything that's comparable to Hereditary. Yeah, Hereditary, I, I Midsommar,
1: <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um although they're trying to get into the franchise game it looks like. They were one of the fran or one of the places really heavy on the Halloween fr- rights building. I
2: saw that.
0: Oh, were they? Which,
1: yeah, which I don't know what a Halloween A24 <laughs> movie looks like, but I kind of want to see it. <laughs>
0: It would be kind of neat for them to take on like some kind of franchise. They should take a stab at Critters or something. <laughs> <This is> something <laughs> yeah. so Let's awesome. have an elevated Critters horror movie, please. I'll take
2: an A24 Gremlins movie.
1: Ooh, That would take and... any kind of Gremlins movie, dude. They just Me
2: do too. I'm ready for the third Gremlins. Yeah,
1: we need Gremlins 3. What the hell? <laughs>
2: I know.
0: All we're getting is a cartoon TV show. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, me neither. I watched the trailer and I was like, ah, come on. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let me see. Out of all the new upcoming, uh, directors, who is your favorite and why?
2: Besides the obvious ones like Jordan Peele and Ari Aster, I put for mine Rose Glass. She was in A24's um, Saint Maude. She directed. Oh. Oh. Yeah, saint maud
1: was one of the ones i didn't really understand
2: (laughs) yeah i love that i didn't
0: understand it either me and and sam had two totally different takes on it yeah so then once she told me her perspective i was like oh okay i like that but i'm like i swear to god it was this and she was like no it was definitely this and then we picked it up (laughs) and she was right and i'm like "Ah, okay whatever yeah
1: sometimes there are movies that like um i just tell my friends i'm like i don't know I I don't like the lighthouse. Somebody asked me how that was after I saw it. I'm like, I don't know. It's probably good, and I'm too stupid to understand it. Like I did not know what the hell is going on.
0: <laughs> That's a movie I definitely had to look something up after to yeah, try I to get like, some meaning out of it. I
1: was like, I I don't know what the hell is happening. Robert Eggers is a great director, though. I really uh, like the stuff he does. Although he seems to veer in that weird lane where sometimes it's horror, but then other times he veers outside the genre a lot. Yep. Um, you know, uh, he's not a young director. But the first name that came to mind when you asked that question was Ty West. Um, yes. Ty West, he's been around for a bit. He's, he did some amazing movies. He did uh, House of the Devil and The Innkeepers. And then he he kind of disappeared for a little while. He did a bunch of TV shows and stuff. He made some weird Western movie or something. Um. And But then he came back with X and Pearl um, and Maxine coming up. And those, he's just he hasn't missed on any of his horror movies for me yet. Um, and so he's a guy that I will probably be paying attention to for as long as he's making movies. Yeah. Um, you know. And then yeah, you've got the obvious answer. I mean, Ari Aster makes a new movie, I'll see it. Jordan Peele makes a new movie, I'll be there opening night. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, Ty West, I haven't seen any of his early stuff yet. I know it. I started collecting them, but I still haven't. Uh... House of the Devil is one I really want to check out. Um, House
1: of the Devil is incredible.
2: That's a comfort Um, movie to me. I watch it all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, House of the Devil is really good. And I think what you see there is like when you watch X, X feels like a movie from the 70s. Yeah. And when you watch Pearl, it feels like an old Technicolor Wizard of Oz fucking 40s movie or whatever. Even though it's set earlier than that, it feels like a movie from the 40s. And when you see House of the Devil, you realize that he could always do that. Because if you put on House of the Devil and no one told you what year it came out, you would assume you were just watching something from
0: 1984. Oh, really? I mean, it just looks, it it's spot on. Yeah. Hmm. Was the Sacrament good?
1: The Sacrament it? is pretty good. Um, it's the least favorite of his movies of mine. It's essentially just because I don't feel like it's that original. It's just Jonestown yeah. is all it is. Um and it's uh it's not even like he doesn't really even try to hide that that's exactly what you're going to watch. Um, and it's just not that interesting to me because it's not you know, I know that story.
0: Mm-hmm. I think uh Damien uh Leon is one of mine. I like he just harnesses that 80 slasher, you know. I grew up with the 80 slashers, so yeah. I would like to see him take on or create an original property. I know he's shown interest in doing a Friday the 13th um, entry. So I'd be kind of curious. He has stated that he'd like to set it back in the 80s and then uh, do, uh, do a do bringing Jason back to being scary again, which I would like. But I'm in the same boat with you guys. You know, Jordan Peele, I'm going to go see any of his movies or Ari Aster. Robert Eggers, I'm seriously so excited for Nosferatu. That's um, oh, yeah. be amazing. Yeah, yeah, like I I I I haven't even seen a trailer yet and I want to go out and buy that Nosferatu merch that he's got up for sale. Like it looks yeah. great. Um
1: I haven't seen it. I'll have to check it out. I love Nosferatu is one of my favorite movies like the old one from the, you know, 20s or whatever. i love that movie.
2: The silent um, one I just watched that yeah, for the first yeah. time. Even it's though, really funny.
1: <laughs> even the one from like the 70s isn't bad. That's that's a pretty good one too.
0: Um that Shadow of the Vampire?
1: Um but yeah, it's oh. time. It's time for another Nosferatu movie. Let's see it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I watched uh, I showed Sam the uh one with uh I think it was William, William Defoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um she loved it. I was I was surprised how much she actually liked it. And then there's that there's one before then, too. Maybe it was the one from the 70s. Um The Living Vampire which uh I think Scream Factory put out a Blu-ray of it. I haven't picked it up yet. This 2C. Yeah. Um
1: So yeah, I, the, those are the guys that immediately come to mind. I'm sure there's somebody I'm forgetting. Um, but yeah, Ty West was the first name that came to mind though. I feel like I was kind of disappointed that that Maxine didn't come out last year because how awesome would that have been for him to release an entire trilogy of movies within a year?
0: Oh my god, can you imagine?
1: Yeah, but I apparently it wasn't even shot at that point. I thought they had shot all three of them back to back to back, and so I was like, get it out, come on, push it, come on, <laughs> <Hurry> up, <laughs> brush it if you have to. Um, but we, we still don't have Maxine, I haven't even heard a release date for it yet, but I can't wait.
0: I haven't heard one either, actually. And their trailers have been so weak; all they are are just ta- cast, released, and titles and stuff. Which I had no idea, like Kevin Bacon was going to be in the one, and yeah, there's quite a there's quite a few big names attached to uh, uh, the third one. There, Maxine, I know Sam's not looking forward to that one. Really? Uh, no, she is not a Mia Goth fan. She's a Mia
2: Goth hater. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I love right. Pearl, and she was just talking bad about Pearl.
1: Mm-hmm. Pearl's a really good movie.
2: I love that. Pearl's She's a star. star. Pearl's the only pearl. thing I,
1: I will say. I do feel bad in X. I feel bad for Britney Snow because I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for her amazing performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone talks about Jenna Ortega or Mia Goth, and no one's talking about Britney Snow, who's incredible in that
0: film. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Sam has a lot of opinions that that make me scratch my head. (laughs) I wasn't going to bring it up because she's not here, but.
0: (laughs) Trust me, she wants to meet you and to get to know you. (laughs) So you guys can have a nice good debate (laughs) next time she's on. Uh, Maybe by the time we finish, she might hop on. She said that uh, she was going to be, I don't know when she's coming home yet, but said if we were still on, she said she would hop on. Cool. Um, Yeah. I
2: had, ri- I had written down one other director I'm keeping an eye on, but I didn't know how to pronounce her name, so I wasn't going to say it. But the director of Raw and Titane.
0: Yes. Oh, Ju- yep.
2: Julia Ticorno, something like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, Raw was I fantastic.
1: Haven't, I haven't seen Raw, but I really liked Titane.
2: That one oh. was so trippy. I loved it
1: yeah I'm also ninety five percent certain that Titane is not how that word is said, but that's just how everyone says it
2: oh yeah it's gotta be like Titane <laughs> or
1: something right
2: It's got to it's French
1: yeah but uh yeah th- yeah I-, I am interested to see what she does uh going forward also uh because uh, yeah Titan's a really really weird freaky movie <laughs> yeah some but I understood it the entire way through.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how bonkers it was at the start. I yeah. can't see I've seen anything like like it before.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so we got one more question here. Um with the rise of streaming services taking over society today, do you think it'll hurt or do you think it'll help the horror genre? I think I worded I think... it better in the Discord, but I didn't write it down.
2: Yeah. I think it's a help mostly. It gets smaller budget films seen by more people. And the same day releasing strategy that they're doing somehow is working. So I have no complaints.
1: Yeah, the the same day streaming thing, that still baffles me that 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 hasn't destroyed the box office for those movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But I say that, and I've gone to see movies that have been released. I've gone to the theater to see, you know, Halloween Kills or Halloween. You know, I was there in the theater to see those movies because I wanted to see them on the big screen. Yeah, and then I immediately went home from the theater and rewatched them because they were streaming. <laughs> um, That's the exact
2: same thing I did with Five Nights at Freddy's. There's weirdos yeah. who will watch movies twice.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, it doesn't seem to be hurting in that respect, which is odd. I mean, I think the real losers in the whole streaming battle are eventually going to be the movie theaters, which is too bad. Um. But I, you know, as far as horror movies go, I'm like when you Miki brought up Hulu, Razor earlier, um, and. That movie, I don't know that that would have gotten made without a streaming service to show it on Mm -hmm. because that that franchise had been run into the ground by, I think it was Dimension, you know, who made so many god awful sequels. I mean, they were making movies, they were literally buying scripts that weren't Hellraiser scripts and turning them into Hellraiser scripts just to release movies direct to video. they had killed that franchise it was done no one's going to go to the theater to see a new hellraiser movie no matter how many times you tell them it's something different and new um but if you put it on hulu a lot of people will sit down and watch it um the same thing with prey um you know prey is a movie that i would have loved to have had a chance to see in the theater because it was beautiful i don't know that i would have went to the theater to see it though a predator movie set during like what the 1800s or whatever that sounds stupid and <laughs> and, you know, the last Predator movie that the Predator was so bad, I wasn't interested in seeing any more Predator movies. Um, But they released that one straight to Hulu. And it was great. I loved it. Um, You know, Evil Dead Rise was originally supposed to be a straight HBO Max movie. Um, It tested so well that they ended up putting it in theaters. But if it wasn't initially planned to go straight to streaming, would it have even gotten made? I don't know. So I think in a lot of ways, it's helping not, you know, in that respect, but also in the respect that Mickey was talking about, where you're finding, you know, smaller independent films are finding a place for people to, you know, to find an audience. Um, so I think overall for the genre, I think it's, it's been extremely positive.
0: Okay. I pretty much, I, I lean towards the same boat because it's, it's almost like the VHS boom of the eighties, right? Where we're where horror as a completely brand new avenue, um, where people can go out and find them. They can go to their local video store back in the day and then they can find all these low budget horror movies that you know, big blockbusters wouldn't be having only blockbusters wasn't thinking in the eighties, but so now we can go onto our streaming services and we can go on to Shutter or you guys in the States, you guys have Screenbox. mm mm-hmm. um, um so you guys can go there and you can, or Tubi even is a huge under, you, whatever straight to video, Tubi's fucking got it, you know? Tubi yeah.
2: is amazing. It's yeah,
0: incredible the, how the Tubi's many.
1: Tubi's doing the most out there. Really are. You can't
0: even, you can't even finish the list of horror movies that they have. Mm-hmm. It's, in, it's insane. But like, I feel yeah. like there's some movies that, like, uh, what's that new one that just came out? When Evil Lurks? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard I hear very excellent things from everybody that has ever talked about it. Yeah, I, could that have fared well in theaters?
1: Um so there is that side to it. And yeah, it it I I think I think the thing about when evil lurks is that specific movie, I don't know how well it would have done in theaters, at least here in America, because it's a foreign language film. Okay. And that typically means you're not going to do very well. True. um there's maybe one every 5 to 10 years that does really well in theaters um it, Americans we don't like to read um so th- that would've, that would have that would have been a problem for that movie i think uh just getting a, a theatrical release but i think you know ultimately Shudder ended up being a really good home for that movie and i i think it's it's gotten an audience it's gotten a, a ton of attention just from being on streaming um, I think I think ultimately we're past the point where your movie has to be shown in theaters to be taken seriously. Um, that seems to be the big difference between streaming and the VHS boom of the 80s. Whereas when you released a movie direct-to-video in the 80s or 90s, everybody knew that minute was garbage and nobody, you know, no one was going to take it seriously. When you release a movie now and it goes direct-to-streaming, I don't think people bat an eye about it. It's like, okay, cool, here's this new movie okay um i don't i don't think things necessary i still have that stigma myself and i do that like when i hear a movie's going straight to streaming i kind of roll my eyes yeah and i i'm trying to retrain myself to not do that because it's a holdover from when stuff went straight to video and i it meant it was garbage but i i don't think i think we're finding overall the audience doesn't really care where they're watching it that's um, true you know and i hear more more people say to me um you know if i like when i saw it's a wonderful knife um a lot of people are like, "Yeah, I'll just wait for streaming on that one." You know, I, I mean, I hear that all the time. So I don't, I don't know that being in the theater really holds the mystique for movies that it used to. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I think that are there movies that probably would have done really well at the box office that missed out on that because they went to streaming services, probably. But I think that number is probably pretty low.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can definitely see that. That's nice, too, because not only do these movies go straight to a a curated subscription where people automatically want to watch horror movies, mm-hmm. for the most part, like, say, if it releases on Shutter, but they also get the front page for probably a few months. So it's yeah. always going to be the first thing that these people see. Um, it For me, I was, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. If I hear it's going to straight to streaming or it was on VOD, you know, it usually means it's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, because like I still, you, sometimes every once in a while, Walmart fucking gets me with those twelve dollar DVD movies that I've never <laughs> heard of. But like, oh, there's one actor in it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll buy it oh, yeah. and check it out and watch it. I'm like, fuck, they got me again. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it, it happens, and it's for me. I, I it's still really I, it is a holdover from the mindset of the the 80s or, or 90s when something was went straight to DVD. That meant it was it was just junk, you know, like oh, this is cheap garbage every once in a while you know there might be one that was decent but for the most part of it, it was garbage um but i don't think that's not the case anymore i mean you know hellraiser went straight to hulu and it was great that's a really good movie um you know so yeah it's it, that's not really the case anymore but it's still my brain works that way
0: yeah i like that they're putting all this money in these straight uh these streaming services are putting a good original, and and most of the time they're all original content, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're content that's bought from overseas, and right, they just it gets a new audience over here.
1: Yeah, and I I think the the streaming services making original content is just another outlet now for people to go get the money they need to make the movies that they want to make. You know, <laughs> you're no longer beholden to, um, your your you know, the number of production companies I guess has just gotten that much bigger. As these companies have started producing their own content uh, which opens up avenues for other people I mean the real losers in, in the streaming war uh or this the rise of streaming are going to eventually be the movie theaters I think um which is unfortunate and that will it kills me because I love going to the theater it's one of my favorite things to do um and un- unfortunately another thing that I love is physical media I mean we're seeing like Netflix just doesn't even put their shit out
0: no not anymore they did. They did for a little bit. I think when they first came out, like they had Stranger yeah. Things and Haunting a Hill House.
1: Yeah, but now it seems like it's really rare. Every once in a while, I think they'll still put something that they've, but you know, but it makes sense for them when you look at it from their perspective. If you want to watch it, just subscribe to Netflix.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you know? I, I think the only reason Hulu or Disney put out a physical copy of Prey was from everybody being pissed off about not having a Prey in their Predator collection. You know?
1: Yeah. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw somewhere somebody said Barbarian hasn't been put out physically yet. Is that true? That's true. That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Isn't that wild? The only so, way you can get it is bootlegs.
1: Yeah. So, I mean that that's those are really where, you know, what's suffering from from streaming, I think, or, or you know, movie theaters and physical media. Um but as far as, as getting new content and putting I mean these companies need content, you know. They have to have it. Um and so they're gonna they're gonna gobble up everything they can find that, that they think is is worth a, you know, a nickel to them uh to put up on their streaming services. And that's great for filmmakers and for for fans. We can, you know, we've got an endless supply of stuff to choose from. And filmmakers have a ton of different avenues to go to get their movie in front of people.
0: Okay. Awesome. well, you guys changed my perspective on on the streaming thing because i was going to go the complete opposite way but i like
1: that look i'm not i'm not i'm very torn on streaming um you know because we just had the the actor strike just wrapped up and we had the long rider strike before that and a big chunk of what they were striking about was the residuals that they get paid or don't get paid from streaming um you know and, and i've said you know these streaming services in a lot of ways, why they give us access and and everything else can also be killing the people that make the stuff that we love, you know, um, because they're not making the money that they used to be able to make off of it. And that's unfortunate. Hopefully I don't, from what I understand, the writers got a really good deal. I don't know what the actors got. I hope it's a great deal for them too. Um, because you know, streaming's not going away, so they've got to find a way to make it work for everybody.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, I do got one qu- more question for you guys. What is better, Screenbox or Shutter? Shutter. Shutter, yeah. Yeah, I signed up for Screenbox,
1: um, because they had a deal where you could get like you paid twenty dollars and you got a whole year or something like that. Okay. Um, so I was like, all right, fine, I'll pay the you know twenty bucks or twenty five bucks or whatever it was, and I've had it for a year and I think I've watched one movie on there. <laughs> oh yeah um they have a lot of stuff they do produce they've been producing more content on there because they partnered with bloody was it bloody disgusting or dread central i can never remember which uh they partnered with one of those two um and they've been making more stuff they make a lot of documentaries which i like but they're not making stuff about documentaries that i want to watch documentaries about (laughs) (laughs) okay like i just haven't watched a lot of stuff on there like they just did a big documentary on the making of robocop or something that's fine but i'm not gonna watch that (laughs) yeah um so they they're they're really trying to get more stuff on there um their original content just a lot of it just isn't stuff that i'm interested in right now um they do have a pretty good library selection but the library is a lot of stuff that can be found other places
0: okay i was just curious because I, i know it's only located in the states and i see a bunch of I, I see like uh, so many ads for it, so I'm like, okay, what like, what do they got going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're really they're trying, they're they're making a push to to try and and improve it. I think uh, after
0: but, Shudder's been out for so long, why would you even bother trying?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, maybe they, I guess they feel like the, the space is big enough for two. I don't know. Yeah, because um, Shudder's been killing it for a long time. Yeah, and they um,
0: produce like original content yearly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always something coming out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a wonderful knife, again, to bring that movie up. I'm talking about it a lot. Um, But it was, I don't know if they produced it or distributed it, but you got the, you know, along with the slates of production companies and stuff, there was a Shutter, um logo that popped up there. So I imagine that it'll be streaming there before long. Um, You know, I'm guessing that's why it's in the theater. Because it seemed a little early for a Christmas horror movie to me um, to be in theaters, but I'm guessing that's why. So Shudder can get it on their streaming service before the holiday.
0: Okay. Well, I guess we know what your favorite movie of this year is. It's uh, <laughs> probably a wonderful night because you can't stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that fucking movie. That's the thing, too. I'm like, I gave it like two stars on Letterboxd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Um, um, I have to... Oh, whatever. what are our top five... Uh... Top five horror movies from 2020
2: to now. These were hard to pick. There's quite a few.
1: <clears throat> Mine was really easy, but we just did our top 100 on Slasher Radio, so it was very easy <laughs> for me to just go down the list and find okay. them. <laughs>
2: Rob, Rob, you should do yours first because I'm still kind of deciding.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So at number five, I had Pearl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, at number four, I had The Invisible Man. Oh, um, it's that. such a great remake um and 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 it really shows i i think um i i i have a reputation on my shows for for being the guy who doesn't like remakes and that's not entirely true i just like a remake that does something different than the original um i don't understand the point of a lot of remakes when they just do the same thing you know um I think the Invisible Man is a great example of uh, taking an old story from the, you know, a movie from the 30s and you're updating it to 2020 or whatever year it came out, um, you know, 90 years later, or whatever. Uh, and they did such a great job, yet they managed to stay true to the original story. Um, Suspiria, I thought, was another fantastic remake, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, number three for me is this year's Infinity Pool. Um, I think that movie's incredible um it's i don't understand why it's not getting more love than it than it yeah. got it's that one hit theaters
0: movie. that one hit theaters it was talked about for two minutes and left
1: yeah it's like people don't remember that it came out this year i think it's really it's by far the best movie of this year this 2023 has been a dud of a year for me yeah. uh, but that one was amazing uh number two is barbarian i i think Barbarian's just an incredible film it's so much fun um just you know i i'll never forget seeing barbarian in the theater and there's all that stuff happens uh in the basement and then it goes black and then you open up with justin long singing along in a convertible on the pacific coast (laughs) highway and i was going what the fuck is happening (laughs) and i never stopped saying that just throughout the entire movie just like what the fuck what is going on it's so great um and my number one is x um i think ty west nailed the feeling of a, a 70s movie in that in that and i i just loved it i thought it was fantastic
0: right. awesome awesome list uh some movies that i even forgot to put on my list and i looked up a whole bunch of movies today <laughs>
2: so did i invisible man was brought up i switched that out one of my answers <laughs> <laughs> so for me my number five is pearl and i only like that one better than x because it's more unhinged, I think. <laughs> I love Mia Goth to death. It
1: is, it is unhinged, and <laughs> Mia Goth's performance is just incredible.
2: The Scarecrow scene, all the, the Scarecrow dances. scene, that
1: that just that stare she has at the end. Oh, it's yeah. so good.
2: She's insane. So that's my number five instead of X. Number four, for the same reason of insane, is Cobweb. Um, that might be controversial, but I thought it was really fun.
0: Okay, I haven't seen that one yet. The mom's I did not performance, like that one, but... ugh,
2: it was so campy, it was campy. <laughs> so, number three is the one I switched out for the invisible man. I don't know why I didn't think about that one because I love it for all the same reasons. Number two is Sick the Slasher
0: from oh, wow. Peacock. Okay. I really
2: enjoyed that one, it was like non stop chase, <laughs> and that's what I love in a slasher movie.
0: I haven't seen that one yet either. That's
2: and my good. Number one is going to be Hulu Razor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because oh.
2: uh, it did exactly what it should have done. It didn't even touch any of the original stuff. It was all brand new story stuff. Yeah. They didn't bring back a legacy person except for Pinhead, but even then
1: it was different. It's just
2: it's different. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. They managed to they managed to put a twist on it. Yeah. What's uh I'm curious what movie you swapped out?
2: <laughs> oh, um Watcher. Oh, that was oh, good. I forgot about
1: Watcher. One. That is a really good movie.
2: It was so tense. <laughs> I
1: yeah, it. yeah, I like that one a lot too.
0: All right. Well, my number five is Smile. This was kind of a rush okay. list for me, so don't mind. And I haven't seen every movie that's come out. I've seen very few, actually. I need to catch up. <laughs> um, I feel like it, I this would not be my list without. Uh, an evil dead movie on it so evil dead is number four for me nice and then i've been praising terrifier three or two so much terrifier number two is my third on the list
2: all right
0: i have a brand new cronenberg movie as well but i have possessor as number two i liked possessor a lot um
1: it it didn't hit me the way that infinity pool did but i it's a really good movie yeah I I yeah. I'll tell you right now I I like both of those movies which means I like two more of his movies than I do of his dad's. <laughs>
0: oh, come on. I'm, his dad's I'm not,
1: great. I'm not a Cronenberg fan. He's got a couple I like, but for the most part I don't so I don't like him. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think Possessor is just so surreal. Um the flashiness and I think the it's the stabbing scenes in that movie are just so brutal and visceral. Mm -hmm. it's they're incredibly hard to watch um and same with infinity pool too i thought infinity tool and pool was great as well um so i'm and i want to watch antiviral which is like his first movie
1: yeah i haven't seen that one either
0: me neither but i hear it's very very good as well so um he's definitely following in his dad's footsteps um and my number one movie has to be nope um nice i think i watched it just at the perfect like we watched it at a at a drive-in theater and I think it was just a perfect watching experience because you're watching the sky as you're watching the movie that's about watching the sky so yeah. it was it was fun And I think it's just a perfect uh, almost like a Jaws replica but done in a different way mm-hmm. and, yeah, it's uh, sky Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. and it's just it was so tense and those uh, scenes with the monkey just had me completely on the edge of my seat all the characters are great and funny and likable and it's yeah. a movie that I've been meaning to rewatch again, but I still just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah.
1: Jordan Peele knows how to make a movie. And uh yeah, it, it was a great that was a great movie. And boy, I missed the drive in.
0: Me too. You know what? Like uh I think uh, me and Sam have went and saw a few movies of the drive in, but she doesn't like theaters, but she'll go to drive ins, so like I always try to push for like a couple a year. Yeah. Know? But yeah.
1: I used to live Within an hour of where I used to live, there were like five drive-in theaters. So we would go quite a bit. It was just something to do, you know. Uh, and then I moved, and now there's not one. I think the closest one's two and a half hours from me or something.
0: Oh well, I think we got to go thirty-five minutes, thirty-five, yeah, about thirty-five minutes for ours. Yeah, there's one actually right outside of town, but they only play kids' movies.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. that was that was the one great thing about that whole pandemic, right? Was that um, all? These old horror movies started showing up at local drive-ins near me. So I saw like the original Evil Dead at the drive-in. We went to a, a triple feature that was the original Friday the Thirteenth, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Halloween all at the mm. drive. It was great. Oh, nice.
0: Mm. Yeah, we we didn't do that. Sam was way too freaked out about the pandemic to go.
1: No, no. Well, that was the that was so great because you were in your own car and you weren't near anybody. It was. I that bring back the pandemic. I say.
2: the privacy was nice
0: um let me see here we got some uh some people from instagram as well we asked a question on our instagram for people's favorite favorite horror modern movies and we have uh beasts uh their favorite movie has been barbarian oracle stitches is terrifier 2 evil dead rise and there's something wrong with the children
1: I haven't seen. There's something wrong with the children. I I heard good things about it, but I haven't watched it.
0: Yeah, the trailer looked really good, but I haven't seen it yet either. Um, let me see. We have Madash. I'm I'm gonna butcher these names. Uh, is, it's always
1: hard to read like usernames on anything.
0: Oh yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, this was a good bad idea. Um, their favorite was Pearl, and then yes. we have Mark loves horror. Uh, his favorites was Halloween, Kill X, and Talk to Me mrs otis driftwood is her favorite was freaky and well, freaky
1: was freaky was a lot of fun th-
0: that's what i thought too i thought freaky was yeah. a blast
1: yeah it was a lot of fun vince Wan did a great job in that movie yeah and so did the girl who had to play like she was vince Vaughn. yeah she was really good <laughs> too me,
0: me and sam had a little discussion about that too because we uh she's talking about how she like totally kill her more than mm-hmm. freaky and um I'm kind of in the opposite the boat. I like Freaky more than I like Totally Killer.
1: Yeah, I liked Freaky more. Um, but I
0: think totally Speaking Killer of... was fun. Yeah, they're both fun, but I think uh, Vince Vaughn definitely sells it. Yeah. Um, for me, anyways. And then we have uh, Jason C. Paul with another shout to Barbarian.
1: All right. Yeah, I, I, Barbarian is... I, Barbarian's one of those movies that I've found people either love it or hate it, it seems. Like, I don't know that I've ever met anybody who's like, yeah, it's okay. Like,
2: it's always... Well, you just yeah. met one. I think it's okay. Really? <laughs> I couldn't get behind it all the way in the theater. I just felt that inside. And it didn't hit me the same way it hit everyone else.
1: Yeah. That's so weird. It seems like it's right up your alley, Miggy.
2: It should have been, and that made me so sad. I saw it in theaters twice trying to like it, but <laughs> it, was, it was Okay. <laughs>
0: hey guys um would you guys like to plug your accounts
2: yeah so i'm on twitter yeah. at cheesy Mookie with eyes instead of eyes,
1: and i am pretty much everywhere um, at radio rob one two three yeah. there's only like uh tiktok is the only place i did not get that name and i'm still mad about it um even though i never use tiktok for anything so you don't need to find me there anyway <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, TikTok is still like the hardest thing for anybody. Like, I don't know, I can't. We we still haven't figured out how to use it.
1: Yeah, I I don't use it for. I have a friend who does lives on there every Saturday night. Um, so I'll jump in in there and watch him. You know, chat with him or whatever while he's on there. But other than that, I don't really use it for anything. And some guy already had Radio Rob one two three, which pissed me <laughs> off. I reported him for impersonating a celebrity, but he got rejected. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I'm also going to give a shout out to Bo. Um, Bo couldn't make it on the podcast today. He's sick. Um, He is critic after dark on Instagram and his wife is Mrs. Critic after dark on Instagram. Go check him out. And I'm also going to shout out uh, Sean. You can find him at Sean Rhodes, Sean underscore Rhodes on Twitter and Instagram, I believe. And you can also find him on YouTube at Sean's Horror corner. Uh, miss you guys. And then, uh, we are Our Life in Horror, and you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and our, uh, we have a Patreon, where we do after-hour pods, and the occasional bonus episodes, and we have Discord, where we chat about movies, and whatever's been on our minds, and the Patreons can also pick a movie that we watch, we're going to start doing that once a month, last month they made us watch Stir of Echoes, and then, uh, we have an email at uh our life and horror at com if you guys want to send us a movie suggestion or if you guys want to come on and or talk to us or you know just hit us up and let us know uh thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week Bye. bye bye